0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, a petition. Remember when Sobe bikes, when the social bikes came to Hamilton, you know, the blue bikes that go around and everybody was talking about it and it turned out, I remember it even launched, I think, in January, which everybody was thinking, what the heck is this? And then it seemed to do quite well. Uh, and now a, pet- a petition has been launched to keep it, to keep Sobe, to keep the project in Hamilton after Uber decided that it would end the contract with the city by June 1st. To talk more about all of this, Jay Krause is with us, Cycle Hamilton co-chair, and on the line now. Jay, thanks for the time. Much appreciated.
1: Hi, Scott. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: So tell everybody what Cycle Hamilton is.
1: Yeah, so Cycle Hamilton is a local volunteer-run advocacy group. Uh, started around four years ago, and really our work focuses on cre- making Hamilton the, the best place to ride a bike, in, in simple terms
0: so what what Sobi has had an interesting run here. Uh, give us a little bit of the history here and how we got to where we are.
1: yeah, absolutely. So Sobi is around seven years old now um, and was originally funded in in a couple of different ways. They received a large chunk of funding from a grant program through Metrolink that the city received to actually buy some of the physical infrastructure such as the bikes and the hubs and then there was also a uh, the kind of operating agreement with Social Bicycles, uh, who then subcontracted out to the Hamilton Bike Share uh, nonprofit, and so that's how it kind of originally started. And then in 2018, Uber bought the uh, the parent company, the Social Bicycles, and which then rebranded to Jump Bikes. And so that's when they took over the operations of uh, of the Toby system in Hamilton. Um, and throughout that time, we still had a local nonprofit running it, um, and it's it saw great success. Uh, we saw significant expansion, um, both geographic as well as from the infrastructure, um, and we've seen, to date, over 26,000 members in the Hamilton community use the bike share system and collectively travel over 2 million kilometers. So it really has become a key piece of, of how Hamiltonians get around in their day-to-day.
0: So why is Uber deciding to get out?
1: So it's obviously hard to speak to the specific corporate decisions from Uber, um, but supposedly a large piece of this was um, a a disposition that Uber recently did made in the sale of jump bikes to Lime scooters. So they've been divesting from all of their micro-mobility programs, and so a, a significant amount moved over to the Lime Scooter Company, um, but there were a number of programs, such as Hamilton, which were not moved over and remained under Uber's ownership, um, that they have since decided to, uh, to wind down or to step out from the contract. So, this is something that we're feeling obviously here in Hamilton, but it's also being felt in a number of communities throughout North America.
0: So, where does that leave Sobey and Hamilton?
1: So right now, we have 10 days until Uber is planning to uh, to currently uh, back out of their contract and their operating agreement, which leaves us in, in a bit of a limbo right now. There was significant discussion at City Council this morning on what exactly those options are. Uh, but right now, there's nothing concrete on the table. Um, something that has been discussed is looking to the Hamilton Bike Share organization which operated the the actual bike share program for approximately 5 years and are still an operating nonprofit in Hamilton and they have confirmed that they have both the skills and the capacity to take on the owner the actual operations so the main question here is where will where will the funding come from moving forward and and who will take over the the operations
0: so, um, uh, but, the, but the the organization, the group that initially started this is ready to take over if there is funding available.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So the city of Hamilton has connected with the leaders of that organization, um, and they have confirmed that within the 10-day the time period that we're currently facing, they are capable of taking over. So I think that puts us in a very, very unique position. Um, position where we do have that resource available to us and provides a lot of great opportunity. And again,
0: just to clarify, it's the city that owns the infrastructure here.
1: Exactly. So the city owns the physical infrastructure in the bikes and the hubs or the the bike racks. Um, Mm -hmm. What they don't own is the software. So the software is a third party provider to both the city and Uber. Um, So they would have to look at going through a pretty rapid process of procurement for, to make sure that software is operating.
0: Uh, how many bikes, how many hubs does Sobi have in Hamilton?
1: Uh, so currently, I believe it's approximately 700 bikes and 130 hubs spread across the city. How successful is Sobe Hamilton? So when we compare it to kind of the impact it's had locally, as I mentioned, it's, it's quite widespread. 26,000 members in a city of our size is, is really substantial. Um, and when we compare it to other bike share or micro-mobility systems across both Canada and North America, it's, it's got really, really positive results, both in terms of ridership as a number of people riding, as well as both the distancy and frequency in which they ride. So it really is something that people point to as a uniquely successful system and is- integral to... Uh, to our operations.
0: Is this system J sustainable without subsidies? Is it po- like I mean obviously Uber's decided we're out of it for whatever reason, but is there is there opportunity here for other companies to get in? Is there is this sustainable?
1: Yeah, so we don't have the exact financials because it was operated from a private entity. Uh, what we do know is just coming out through the city's recent information report. Uh, which predicted that it's approximately a $700,000 um, operating cost. Um, so that would be all inclusive. So to speak to that's where it is today. Um, moving forward, it, it's hard to say um, without having a, a deeper look into the financials.
0: So where is this now? What happens next?
1: So what happens next from uh, from the public perspective is really waiting on uh, the negotiations between the city of Hamilton and Uber to see whether there will be a positive resolution there in terms of cycle Hamilton's work and and where we hope to go. Our focus is number one on continuity. This is not something that we can have go back and forth. This is something that we have 10 days to save a system that tens of thousands of Hamiltonians are using. So we need to make sure that all stakeholders and all parties are rapidly developing and exploring options for that continuity and focus on that first and foremost.
0: So is June 1st the deadline here? What happens after June 1st if nothing, no solution is found?
1: So based on the letter submitted by uh, the Uber representative, they will cease supporting operations at the end of this month. And so right now, council has directed staff to potentially explore storage options where you know, in a, in a absolute worst case scenario, they would be, they'd be taking the bikes off the street and, you know, and putting them in the back of a closet somewhere. Um, and so I think our focus is a hundred percent on, on not, on not hitting that on, on huh. making sure that we're able to find a solution to keep them on the roads and keep people being able to access them day to day.
0: How do we find the petition, Jay?
1: So the petition is on change.org. Um, the, the, there's a link on both our website and across social media. Um, we're really excited. We have over 3,200 signatures already um, and have reached over 20,000 people online. So we're really excited by the support that we've seen from the Hamilton community to rally around the, the SOBI system. Um, and, and we don't plan on, on slowing down at all. Uh, we know that there will be a report coming with some of those options to city council next week. And we plan to, to be there with a strong voice from the community.
0: Jay Krause has been with his Cycle Hamilton co-chair. A petition set up to keep Sobe alive in the hammer after Uber is backing out by the end of May. Jay, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good luck.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks very much, Scout.
0: You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Remember when Sobe came to Hamilton? I think it was launched in like this winter, and people were what are you launching this in the winter for? And then uh, it started to gain traction and and become popular. And now it's on the verge of, uh, I'm not saying leaving the city, but certainly uh, Uber, who was uh, helping to run it, uh, has now bailed. And as of uh, the end of May, June 1st, they are uh they're gonna end their contract with the city. So where does that leave Sobey? Uh and, and why now? Let's bring in Marvin Ryder, business professor to Group School of Business, McMaster University. He's with us now. Marvin, I hope you're doing well.
2: I'm just fine, thank you.
0: Uh Marvin, we remember when this launched and and there was a lot of hoopla about it yep. and such. Uh is the SOB model sustainable without subsidies?
2: Well I'm going to say yes. Uh the subsidy was used to acquire the bikes and then the whole theory is that the money that people pay when they rent these bikes, whether it 's just for an hour or for one journey, will keep the operations going. I will say I was a little skeptical to see all these bikes parked places to me, it was just an invitation for vandalism, but the vandalism rate has been very, very low, and instead it 's taken up there have been thirty three thousand different people who 've registered for the program, and even in the middle of the winter, on some of the coldest days, a hundred bike rides a day were being registered so it's been successful, and, of course, the more you build bike lanes, the more you make the city more bike-friendly, and people then think it's there, it's, it's going to be part of the infrastructure. I think you'll see even more take-up in the future.
0: Why Uber in in the first place and then out now?
2: Well, start off with Uber. So Sobe, uh, uh, Social Bicycles, was its own incorporated company, which uh, Uber bought. So Sobe started in Hamilton 2015. Uber comes along, buys into it as part of its model to be of alternate transportation and around 2018 in February of this year, I believe it was, they signed a contract extension to operate this. They don't provide the bicycles, those came from Metrolinks, but they'll maintain, move them around, so on and so forth. And now suddenly they want to get out and I think they didn't say this in the news r- reports, but I think this is advice they're getting from a lawyer around liability. We are sharing these bicycles. So let me give you a parallel. When you go grocery shopping, you share shopping carts. And when you bring your shopping cart back into the grocery store, I don't know if you've noticed this, but they have an employee there who sanitizes the cart to make sure that the next user isn't going to get coronavirus. So we can't do that. These bicycles are stationed in remote areas, in many different areas. And so one person leaves a bicycle, and I can just imagine the lawsuits that could come about somebody gets coronavirus says, well, I don't understand because I've been isolating. The only thing I did was I took a bike ride out. Oh, my gosh. And Uber, you've got big, deep pockets. Let me go sue you. And I have a feeling I can't prove it to you. But that's one of their big concerns at this point.
0: So you think this is a COVID-19 issue?
2: I think in a way it is that now, mind you, uber has other problems they have other divisions uber eats which is has actually grown during COVID nineteen but then their car sharing service uber the main their first service out there it's gone down again people don't want to or are not supposed to be leaving home and if they do they're not sure how comfortable they are sharing a car with other people so they've seen declines there so this may be strictly a monetary thing they're trying to save a few bucks and this is a marginal almost a goodwill effort on the part of uber but i just something about this word sharing and covid-19 don't go along well together
0: how is uber as a driving service handling all of this i mean what protocol do they have to have in place are they out of business till social distancing is eliminated
2: <laughs> yeah so believe it or not i have a term for a business like uber i call it an accordion business because at least in most places in north america the people who drive for uber are not considered to be employees of uber uber has not formally furloughed or or laid off any employees you drive when you want to and you get the fares that you can And if someone drives for Uber, they'll tell you there are days where they get nobody who wants to ride with them, and then they have other days when they're very busy. So they have the ability to add drivers or drop drivers and really let it be the driver's choice themselves how much business they've got. So they haven't really done too bad. Now, there's an infrastructure, uh, an underlying overhead to the company that's got to be covered, and... uh, the signs are that that's not getting, they're not generating enough revenue to cover their basic overhead. They've laid off 3,300 employees in the United States of the Uber central bureaucracy. So, you know, yes, they, they are struggling. And this may be why they're getting out of the social bicycle business for the time being. But I just think there's more to it.
0: So where does that leave Sobey Hamilton? Can this be saved?
2: Yes. Well, so in essence they signed a contract in February. What they are doing is they're giving notice to the the people they've signed that contract with, i.e. the city of Hamilton, that in 2 weeks time they want to stop uh, maintaining and operating the service. That could lead to its own lawsuit. Obviously the city's lawyers are going to go through the contract and see whether they are violating terms. Maybe they need to give you 2 months notice or a year's notice and therefore they'll say not so fast Uber, you you're supposed to be there. But remember, the bicycle infrastructure, the websites, all of that is in place. So one option would be for the city to take over operating it themselves or to find another group, uh, perhaps a not-for-profit group, who would be happy to operate it, and then basically they'll they'll be paid the management fee to operate it. There are options. It's just that this is happening so fast. Basically, you've got less than two weeks to make it happen. I can't believe you can find somebody quite that quickly. So we may be a period of... Two or three weeks in in the month of june without a service but i think i think they should be able to find somebody else who could operate it.
0: are you surprised how successful this service was or is
2: well i i thought at the beginning that i wasn't worried about people who might want to rent a bike occasionally we have a lot of students for instance at mcmaster a lot of students at mohawk hamilton is not their home they come from other places and and you know trundling that bike here and then trying to store it and trundling it back home just for the months that it's nice to ride in. So I assumed from the beginning they would get some number of riders to do it. But my concern was seeing these bicycles parked Would this lead to a lot of vandalism, and then all that vandalism would mean the cost would just escalate and it would be unsustainable. I have been very pleasantly surprised that my crystal ball was wrong on that, that they have not had the vandalism, and in fact other people have taken it up uh, to, to me, again, I'm of an economic status that if I wanted to, I can just go out and buy a bike for $500 or something like that if I wanted to go riding. But there's a lot of people who are saying, well, I don't want to ride all the time, and I don't know how to store it, and maybe I live in an apartment or a condo. So just when I want to, I can do it. And I, I've been pleasantly surprised at the take-up. Uh, I, I didn't think they'd get this many people, and they have really blown my socks off.
0: All right. Marvin Ryder has been with us, business professor at the Group School of Business, McMaster University. Marvin, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. Glad to be with you.
2: The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900-CHML.